For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. We are currently covering Grave Peril. This is episode 8.7, Yada Yada. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hey. Before we jump into things, Happy Dr. New Year, for real. Happy this is the first episode that we've recorded in the new year. Yay. Even though it'll be like 10 episodes March you or hear February. This <laughs> February. March when you hear it, I don't know. <laughs> Middle of February. But yes, we are back from our recording hiatus. Right around now, a Bigfoot graphic novel's coming out. Ooh, exciting. And while we are away from recording and over the holidays when I guess people have a lot more time to just sit at home which is great we received a lot of social media messages Woo! like so many oh yeah and like I would say probably like a dozen or so people said that they're too shy to talk on the discord oh no come way. talk to us guys please <laughs> it's so much fun we love hearing from people everyone I'm is super to- nice and if they're not we have the power to ban them. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's super nice. Unless it's us, in which case you just have to live with yeah, That's just who we are, I was going to say. Unless everyone's mean, I was like, well, me. And you talk too but. much about math. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, that guy's going to get on my team. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> it's too bad he's our mo- most like prolific fan because it, yeah always in the discord yeah always in the discord always chatting we've had him gas it'd be so hard to ban him now and yet i'll do it though yeah. if the math gets too much <laughs> point is though is that please don't be shy to come to discord yeah. even if you have like a theory that you think no one will agree with that's fine because this entire podcast is theories that no one agrees with i regularly bring up things that mom and tans and disagree with so it's fine <laughs> and that's what makes it interesting or even ask can, questions or ask questions yeah we've got all kinds yeah. we've got spoiler chat we've got the non-spoiler chat we've got like the off topic we've got whatever yeah. and quite frankly if you dm me privately i will steal your ideas and present them as my own but if you put them in the discord <laughs> <laughs> i cannot do that <laughs> True story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like your own mini copyright. It's like, yeah. no way I said this. Screw you. <laughs> exactly. So this is my point. Please, like, I got so many different people saying they're too shy to talk in the Discord. And they're watching and staring. Yeah, I used to do that a lot way back again in the, in the, in the dark ages of, or the caveman ages maybe, I guess, of... Uh, internet fandom but yeah i always felt that way for a long time too i was super scared to like jump on the forums and like and then once i finally did it was like so much fun and people were so much more accepting and it was like oh this isn't so bad at all and that being said we also have a lot of people on our instagram who don't follow our discord but still talk to me in the dms there and that's great but but if you come to the discord we then so many people can tell you you're wrong (laughs) instead of just no kidding (laughs) I think what I'll do is I will um, put that Discord link in a special uh, post on our website for those who haven't actually figured out how to join our Discord. Yes, all the links are... We have one at the bottom now. At the bottom, but yes, maybe a full-on post. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a full-on yeah. post, so, so check out macanellies.ca. And if you are listening to this on YouTube, it is in the description. And if you're Not listening to this you somewhere else, I don't know, figure it out yourself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Starting on uh, maybe a couple episodes before this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll already be there. Woo, it's like already magic. there now. <laughs> wait, wait. Did we just go back in time and start oh. adding? <laughs> Butterfly effect. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> Harry's got his fingers in everything. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Alright, that's all I had to say. Stop travel. Chapter 14 Harry talks to Michael and they have a plan to find Lydia. Susan calls, asking about an old case of Harry's. After which, Dresden consults with Bob, who almost seems afraid after hearing the details of the new case. So Dresden is in in an invariable time crunch, of course, as always. They have six hours to find Lydia before sunset. Yeah. So he's, after his little visit to Mickey, he's starting to put some pieces together and figures out this is a nightmare thing. Um, so yeah, so he's like, if it inhabited her and is moving around, then he's stuck there in the daytime. So 
yeah, TikTok, let's try and get this before sunset when that thing can come out to play and roam all over the place. Un the really unfettered. annoying thing about the supernatural and like all this like sunlight, Sunday night bullshit <laughs> <laughs> is like sundown is like 5 p.m. in October. Depending where you live. Right, so like it's not fair. Like there's like for so many parts of the year, like I bet like Australia never has possessions. They've got so much sunlight all the time. Well, anywhere along the equator, okay, but they still equator would be shorter days, and you get like that that midnight sun up in the Arctic, where it only ever gets as far as like sunset, like twilight, and never quite. Then you'd be you'd be bonus, but Just then you like, also have like the alternate where they get the extreme. I totally get what you're saying, and you're right. However, we get a fairly right. We get our longer summer days and our shorter winter yeah, days. Yeah, where we live, we get it fairly, but certain parts of the world, it would not be fair. No. And the point is, is that Harry does, like, the majority of his crime fighting, like, in October, November. <laughs> like, <laughs> always when it's well, super maybe, long, dark days. Well, I was going to say, maybe that's why it gets more boogie-boogie. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm saying, though, is that, exactly. I'm like, it's not fair. Like, it's like, they all take the summer off and sun down. We're, we're all just trying to hibernate and stay in our little caves through the winter, and the demons are all like, fuck you. And Harry's like, my good. <laughs> I gotta go out again and get beat up and cold and wet. <laughs> but maybe it's just too cold for demons here. <laughs> You're used to the heat, you know? <laughs> not a not a great Chitsun Itza out here. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a feeling there's some ice demons there somewhere. because <laughs> White walkers. Uh, white walkers. I I oh my god, Stargate SG-1, the TV show. I love that they end up somewhere. As opposed to the movie. Oh, SG-1 was also a movie? Well, Stargate okay, was a but movie. SG-1 was a TV show. And then show. Stargate SG-1 was the TV show. And my point still stands. Screw you. <laughs> We're lovely. Come talk to us on Discord. Um, <laughs> Dry anyway, sense of humor. Anyway. You just better know your Stargate facts before you come on the Discord, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Um... Those that are not as familiar, okay? I felt the need to make the distinction. Point being is um, Carter and O'Neill get separated on a jump and end up somewhere. And they're in, like, this big ice cave. And they're trying to hack their way out. And they finally, like, make it through the surface. And it's just snow and cold and blizzard. And she's like, oh, no, we're on an ice planet. And they always do this. And it was really funny because I thought of this, like, prior where they're always like, oh, it's like a tropical planet. It's a desert planet. It's a nice planet. Well, it turns out in this particular episode, there was just a little bit of a quirky, quirky thing. I don't know where that rhyme was going and it didn't work. So it turns out in this one, they managed to just get separated through the jump, and they actually go through another jump on Earth. <laughs> so their ice planet is that they've ended up in the Ar Antarctic? Antarctic? They're I think in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was, was it the Arctic? I don't think. I think it might have been the Antarctic. Welcome to Russia. Either way. Well, not in the Antarctic. That'd still be Arctic. But anyways, point being is I was like, see, finally, you guys are always like, it's a desert planet. I'm like, it's a planet. How do you know the whole thing is? And exactly, I'm like, you just ended up in another part of Earth, and you're like, oh my god, run a knife. No, you aren't. You're just on a very large, cold continent right now. <laughs> but I just thought that was Idiots. Right? It's just a shitty day today, okay? <laughs> just a shitty day. Just right, exactly. So anyways, yeah, ice demons, whatever. There's, um, yeah. Well, hell has to have frozen over at some point, so maybe. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So he's, um... Just getting back from from talking to um, to talking to Lindquist and saving Malone and Michael's on the phone with him. Be hey, so did you find Lydia yet? Because that was where they'd left the church. And he's like, Yeah, no, I haven't had time because I had all this other stuff going on. So gives him the rundown on that. And um, um, he's gonna get Bob into it and looking on it. And then he's like, Oh yeah. So he's like, He's like, Oh, Michael's like, Oh, you got your car back. And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Murphy fixed it for me. And he's like. Oh. Harry, she broke the law for you? He's like, darn tootin' she did. Like, I don't have any divine intervention getting me where I need to be. He's just so devout. And I so know, just that quick, <laughs> right? Harry, like, Harry, you're not supposed to get the cops to fix your tickets for you. Like, man, yeah. if I could, I would. I, right? Harry's like, yeah. He's like, man, you got to make do with what you get here. Like, see, it's that whole, um, um, 
like the joke about the guy that's like house is flooding and he's like god will save me and like you know this little wrath comes along and they're like hey come on and he's like no 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 no. god will save me i'll be fine and they're like all right and they and then like like a little boater boat or whatever comes by they're like hey come on hop in he's like no 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 god will save me it's all right i believe and they're like all right dude and they take off and then like a helicopter comes along and they're like trying to lower down they're like we'll pull you up and he's like no no i believe god will save me and they're like hey dude whatever so everybody takes off eventually you know man's hoop the house is covered he's drowned whatever he finally gets up to the perfect gates he's like god what happened he's like dude i sent a raft a motorboat and a helicopter what more do you want from me it's like this it's like <laughs> he's like this is just god's way of telling me i should be doing this he just <laughs> let me be friends with a cop so the cop could fix my tickets because i don't have like an actual like direct <laughs> he works know? in mysterious ways right michael this is just him getting me where i need to be <laughs> if god didn't want it to happen it wouldn't have happened exactly murphy would have told me to piss off yeah, which means Mickey Malone, God wanted that to happen to you. Okay, but they're also demons <laughs> <laughs> that work again. Listen, and either it's case, all God's fault or it's not. It's a pick a side. You can't Ooh. say it's all God's. Well, we're gonna get can. so on oh, one no. side. Okay, but the whole point is that yeah, is that you have God working debate. to make things happen, and you do have demons and things interrupting, and the devil trying to and free will and free will. So you know, I just recently came across a Reddit post where someone said they abandoned the Dresden Files because of how religious it got. And Jim Butcher replied to it, because this is like, wh- like a long time ago. It probably actually wasn't Reddit. I saw it on Reddit. It was probably a yeah, forum yeah, yeah. before that that got transferred over. But it was like, Jim Butcher essentially being like, okay, this book's not for you. <laughs> like, you should abandon it. Like, <laughs> you're not going to like where it goes. Yeah, the guy's like, I had to stop at grave peril. And Jim Butcher's like, good. You would not have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good sometimes. That's all right. Exactly. You don't want to read it? Don't. Just as we're all, yeah, just as we're all sitting here going, I like how he handles religion and doesn't make it all like super religious and doesn't like trying to convert anyone. And somebody's like, oh my God, they mentioned God, I'm out. Which really is kind of funny. Like, I trust me, I get a lot of the whole thing, but it's like, like you say, right? It's like, well, we can talk about, you know, like mythology till, you know, the cows come home. I'm like, the fact that that all used to be, it's like dead religion. So that's okay. But oh my God, mention anything in current that's just like stepping over a line and how dare you and <laughs> is that sacrilege that you just compared god to mythology probably but i wasn't saying that i believed it was in that <laughs> way i'm just saying why do you gotta go there every time for everything? <laughs> well now you've done it now we have to ban religion from this as well as math <laughs> great now we have to go to confession after recording <laughs> yes you should you're gonna be no, there a while <laughs> it's fine me and him have an understanding mm-hmm. just like him and dresden yep uh, well, do we come up to that point where he, where he yada yadas yet <laughs> <laughs> pretty much next page it's pretty much divine fortune. Oh yeah, because he's like, because um, he's like he's talking about the spell he ran into on Mickey Malone. He's like, I've never seen anything like Dresden. He's like, I've never seen anything like it. Like it was so bad. It was so Michael's like evil. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, there is such a thing as like again, right? I'm like, if there's such a thing as the Almighty, there's such a thing as the devil, and there is true evil. And he's just getting kind of uncomfortable or whatever. And he's talking about Lydia. And, and so he's like, well, anyways, I mentioned it to Murphy because, you know, she and all her people were there at Mickey's place. So they'll keep an eye out for Lydia, too. And, yeah, Michael's all like, see, your detour did us some good, right? right. He's like, now um, he's going to help out uh, your detour for Malone because now the cops and stuff are all. So that'll help us have more eyes out there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Michael, divine fortune, yada, yada. Don't yada yada the Lord. <laughs> I just love it. Don't yada yada the Lord, Harry. It's disrespectful. <laughs> it's like, I love Michael so much. Like, Harry and the carpenters all sit down for dinner, and Harry starts eating, and the rest of them are like, got their hands out for prayer. And it's just like, you monster. <laughs> you absolute animal. So Harry um, he goes, goes down to the, the basement. Lab. Yeah. He's inter- interrupted by another phone call. This time it's Susan asking about uh, Leonid Krabos. I know, he gets his usual because he's like, oh, I want to go answer it. Like, oh, because again, we've established he's on his time limit, right? He's got six hours. He wants to go start finding out what he's dealing with. And he's like, I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. The phone keeps ringing. So he's like, what? He's like, what? And Susan's like, wow, you really know how to charm a girl the next day, the morning after. <laughs> Good timing, like, man. Good timing. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like Susan really is a saint when you get oh, down right. to it. She puts up with a lot. She yeah. Puts, yeah. 
And well, she's already had that conversation about the invitation and things like that, and her sort of getting mad. You'd be like, you blow me off, and you don't tell me what's going on, and you da 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 da. She's like, any other guy would have like kicked him to the curb long ago. She's like, but I get it. Like your work's a little not nine to five, <laughs> you know. But, Even yeah. though we're on like Harry's team the whole time, there's a part. It's not this chapter, but it, like the next time Susan calls, where I'm like, fuck Harry, like I would break up with you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be like done, dude. Huh? So yeah, so then he kind of like, oh shit, sorry, like hey, yeah, Susan, how are you? You know, and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so then she's asking about this raid that they went on. And this was sort of more, I think, like the very first time I read it when it started cluing in that this was more, because like I say, they, they mentioned this sort of at the beginning of this case that he's um, tracked down this. But because it was all kind of off camera at the time, I thought it was just sort of throwaway stuff like other times when he was like, oh, you know, guess what? I lived my life for six months in between the last book, you know, when I found so-and-so's wedding ring or whatever, right? I, I really just thought it was kind of that. And then it was more like, oh, no, this, because I was like, what are they referring to? Like, who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. And I'm like, oh, this is the case at the beginning of the book. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> right, I think this is the second or third little information drop. Like, I, th I think it's, it's interesting how, how Butcher is, instead of actually just starting with this case, he's just filtering in little he, bits yeah, of raindrops of these details. Exactly, and that's, which is, again, part of what makes this book a little bit different, right? He's starting to explore and expand on, like, his style and his, right? So I don't know that I've had as many of, like, again, it's one of those things that there are throwaway stuff and other, you know, just mentions, but you sort of learn to keep, like, your spidey sense just on the fringe. That, so things, at least to me, you know, mm -hmm. nothing is as surprising. But this was sort of the first time he did it this way. Like, the first time, it's like, you started with one thing, and you, you were there when Harry got the case and moved into it and Stormfront and blah, blah, blah. And with Full Moon, you were there when he got the case and started moving in and putting it right where this is, like, this is a little bit of back. It's first like time we backtracked Yeah, so he's dealing with something else, but then they keep coming back to this case that you think was just whatever, but you're like, oh, it actually has some significance. We're right. not done with that it yet. It seems this like the just how it's presented a throwaway detail but in, in in the dresden world every detail is a pertinent detail no mm -hmm. matter how small it seems that's yeah you never know and that's what i mean is i think sort of again like you say this being like the full introduction amber you got to pick back up again come on girl i'm telling you it's mm -hmm. worth it um where things like this you start getting she doesn't listen to our podcast <laughs> Good thing we know how to get a hold of her, and she's on our Discord and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, but exactly right where you where you start knowing just just yeah keep keep your feelers out for all these little nuggets because something well, might come back somewhere and it might be more important than you initially gave it credence. And this is especially where you start to feel like the different vibes, like how Stormfront and Full Moon just have a whole different vibe to it. Because especially as you go through the books, it's a whole lot of grabbing threads from previous books. And weaving them in, like, you can go through your four or five books before he brings something back up again, you know? And it's like, oh, we haven't spoken about, like, right? this character in three books, and suddenly, like... It's like, we're no longer working on a friendship bracelet, we're now moving to, like, a whole tapestry. <laughs> Pretty much, because, like... So, we had, you know, the two or three obvious colors going there, now it's, oh my god, there's stuff all over and well totally teeny, and tiny he pictures and pictures. draws from it all so much throughout the series, like, so like, I mean... Essentially speaking, when you get to battle, peace talks and battleground, you've got almost like Avengers Infinity War sort of idea where like you just bring in kind of like a little bit of everything. A cast, you know, yeah. like it's like kind of like, you know, like um, the Big Brothers All-Stars, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like it's just a fun book where you just get to see like, let's meet all the cool people from the last. And you use Big 15? Brother as a reference for this? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other yes. reality show that does okay. All-Stars. I don't watch on their TV. <laughs> this enough. is out of my realm, sorry. No. <laughs> You're looking at me for answers. Survivor like probably does all-star seasons, maybe. Yeah, I think Amazing Race, they might do by. that. Sure. Almost everybody sure. has people come back at some point. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But regardless. Anyways, yes. Point being is <laughs> Name something yeah, funny it's, like it's, it's Dr. High Phil or like yeah. Murray where like they just didn't solve anything and it got way worse. Let's bring them back. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Record breaking like 549th paternity test. <laughs> like, oof. Yeah. Anyways, point is, is that like, even now when you get it, like, Kravos is like, okay, we don't know anything about him, but this is still like the first time that you really get this whole idea of like, from here on out, every moment of Harry's life is very integral to him, whether or not we, the readers, are with him or not. Yeah. Because it's nonstop, like, there's also a moment a little bit later in this book, too, where 
like I had to stop and go back and read the last chapter of Battleground because mm. even just the parallels between the two, I was just like, fuck, like that meme, it's like, does it ever scare you just how fast the night changes? Huh. Or it's just like <laughs> evidence A versus evidence Z where you're just like, oh, look where we are now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how much it diverges and how much it all comes back full circle. Yes. Well, no spoilers, but you say that, but <laughs> the property <laughs> tax on this location <laughs> one day will be <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so we find out that uh, yeah. Leonard Kravos is a ritual killer and Dresden helped capture him. Yeah. So that's, that's what Susan, the whole point of that phone call. Yeah, Susan's mm-hmm. looking for some more information. She's like, hey, who was that guy? And he's like, uh, I don't know, Kramer, Kravitz, Craven. Whatever. He's like, I didn't really get the name. I didn't do the paperwork. So, yeah. And, like, yeah, just how flippant. Flippant? Yeah. Yeah. Harry is about the guy. Like, ah, who cares? Yeah, he's like, this is not where my foot... He's like, dude, we dealt with that a couple months ago. Like, that guy is gone. The demon's dead. He's in jail. I'm working on something that's now Mm -hmm. in present. Like, who cares? Like, what do you want to know? And he's like, why are you asking? And she's like, oh, and this is again where you're like, I get it. You need the plot for the book and all of that. But it's kind of like... You know, where people take, like, 20 minutes to yell at you that they can't tell you what's going on, you just need to come now? It's like, you could easily have told them what was going on. <laughs> but, you I know, know, by this point. Instead of just like, come on, come on, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, there's no time. Gotta go. It's like, well, now there's time, you could have told me. So, yeah, she's kind of almost does one of those. Like, oh, just an angle I'm working on, I don't have a lot, so I don't really want to tell you anything until I know more. And in all fairness, some of us do actually do that in life, you know. I'll admit, I, I sometimes, you know, until... I know if something's going through or not before I, like, tell family and friends and whatever, right? But at the same time, you're just like, you know, if you just <laughs> threw that out there, it actually might have benefited him somewhere along the way. But, hey, it doesn't happen, so. Listen, the series would fall apart if that's what if the characters well, just explaining exactly. <laughs> right? And this is, yeah, we, we've got to have a plot. But if yeah. the characters had a concise phone call, their series wouldn't exist. <laughs> it would, right, wrap so much up in in the first, like, half a dozen chapters. Or, you know, if Murphy had just been like, hey, yo, what's this piece of paper? Hey, or or freaking Kim Delaney. Although I really do enjoy getting that explanation about her being an ex because it really relieves a lot of tension off me for why she's still stupid and why she gets killed. <laughs> I'm like, because really, like, it has bugged me for, like, 20 years why she's, like, so cagey about the whole thing. And I'm like, you could have prevented like fucking 98% of this carnage and McFinn wouldn't have had to die and him and Tara Tara could have gone off and have right it is a little bit but it's justified in this case because that's what it was set up to be (laughs) yeah so anyways we'll move on from that we already did full moon um, she's still mad though. I'm still, yeah. Well, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm, in shock. I'm right. No, it's like I'm getting over that. I'm like, okay, she had to screw it up that badly because you know the seven stages of grief. She's just slowly getting to <laughs> understanding. I'm into like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have all the pieces, so if you had just told me that years ago instead of keeping it to yourself. <laughs> uh, yes. So Dresden goes to his lab and wakes up Bob. Yeah, who's grouchy. Yeah. And just because I'm a spirit, I need rest too. And then, uh... I know it's explained at the end of the scene that, like, Harry was just being a dick to make Bob wake up faster. Because Bob was like, oh, wow. I am actually, like, I am more awake. Yeah, I really got the juices flowing. (laughs) But, like, had that explanation not been there, like, it almost seems like Butcher was just being, like, a dick. And his editor was like, you're being a dick. And he's like, all right, let me add in a line real quick to make him seem less (laughs) of a dick. Because, like, he just seems unnecessarily mean in this scene until the end. He's just like, jokes, LOL. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, you're getting a little bit harsh there. Okay, but you know what? Bob did bring it a little bit on himself. Yeah, I was going to say, too. Cause that's because we're where he's like asked to do a ride along, yeah, with his Susan, with his yeah. date with Susan, like yeah, because he's like, hey, let's go. He's like, oh, I'm tired. He's like, quit whining, you know. Or he's like, quit whining. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, but I'm exhausted. I can't help. And he's like, unacceptable. And he's like, fine. You want my help? We'll make a deal. Yeah. So I'm like, really? You know? I'm like, you you kind of poked the bear a little bit there. Right. Like Harry might have sort of got him going a little bit, but then it was more like, okay, well now it's justified. So. Right, that's like akin to like, can I watch? Yeah, well, that's uh. and like more <laughs> so because he gets to actually like experience everything yeah. too. It's not even just like 
you know, being behind a pane of glass. It's like basically a sort of threesome. Only Susan doesn't know that she's participating in one. And uh, yeah, it's the, yeah, there's all so kinds of implications that we have, whatever. <laughs> Um, and then Harry threatens to, he's like, you could go back to the homeland, Bob. Yeah. There's still that misunderstanding with the Winter Queen, but. He's like, no, is, no, 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 that's okay, that's okay, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Winter Queen and Bob got some past. Yeah, mm. which we don't know what, but. Um, but yeah, I said, I'm going to renegotiate my contract. <laughs> and should be like, a union. Yeah, we should be a union. He's like, sure, I'll just send you back. Nope, 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 that's okay, it's okay, we're good, we're good, we're fine, no. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So Harry recounts the details to Bob, and Bob is very concerned once he hears a bunch of the stuff. Yeah. So he's actually like, right? Like, okay, let's pack it up. Let's let's hop a plane to Buenos Aires. And, and Harry's like, what is wrong with you? Like, okay, it's a ghost. We've dealt with ghosts before. And Bob's like, no, dude, you don't get it. Like, are you listening to yourself? Mm. Like, do you you know get the significance of what you just told me? It's done. Like. Yeah, physical interactions and breaking through thresholds and right. Here's the quote I have on that for for Bob whistled. No means a trick for a guy with no lips. Let me get this straight. This creature, this thing, has been torturing powerful spirits for a couple of weeks with this barbed wire spell. It tore up a bunch of stuff on consecrated ground, and then it blew up somebody's threshold and tore his spirit apart, and slapped a torture spell on him. So you got it. That's like a so lot of. What kind of ghost are we dealing with? <laughs> For those who aren't paying attention in the book, like Butcher's really like pointing out how important and how powerful this entity is. Yeah, like thresholds are a big deal, and we go over that again too. Because Harry's like, "Well, what's the big deal? Like the toad doom, toad demon came through my threshold," and he's like, "Okay, first of all, your threshold isn't all that great because you're single and you're in a rental place and yada yada, right?" So he's drawing that parallel again between you know like a house and a home. Right, Malone and his wife have been there a long time. They've raised a family there. They've, you know, blah blah blah. They own their home. There's a lot more life and love and whatever that is, you know, as opposed to Harry's little rental basement suite that he's in and out of in his twenties and stuff. Right. So, um, um, there's that aspect again of reinforcing like what a threshold is and does. So he's like, yeah. So he's like, little toad demon was able to like push through yours. Um, and then all he did was throw your shit around and spit some acid. You know, he's like, that was all physical stuff. But he's yeah. like, he couldn't have done, like, again, he would have left that spirit power from the spirit world coming through your your threshold. You know, he couldn't do any more magic-y, creepy stuff or whatever, right? But he retained enough, like, was taking everything just kind of to keep together. Like, that's sort of what he says about, you know, like, vampires and things like that, Right is that it's just what it takes everything to hold their physical body together the ghost Jessica's making faces what are you making faces about let's do ghost story next <laughs> <laughs> all in due time patience young padawan I just wanted to do ghost story yeah, yeah. <laughs> best book so many good. I, you know I offered at one point to bounce around and just record them into you and you were like no 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 so now you wait and suffer <laughs> so <laughs> She wanted so bad to talk about, like, peace talks and battleground because that's what was coming out when we started this little endeavor of ours. And I was like, well, you know, while it's all fresh, we could just, like, record and talk about battleground. And then we won't air it for, like, ten years until we get to that point. But she was all like, no, 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 we'll just go. So now you just have to sit and suffer in silence. Not ten years. Sorry, I have a job. Five. Five. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, if he keeps putting out short stories that are going to interrupt the timeline, it's just going to keep pushing that back. Listen, we may all die before then. Maybe. It's the end of the world <laughs> as we know it. I Harry? feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, Bob's getting all worked up about this thing. So, yeah. So, not only so it's come through the f- threshold on what should be a really strong um, foundation there. He's He's tortured like this you know basically maimed malone spiritually and then left another spell on him to continue torturing him afterwards while he was sitting around he was interacting in the real physical world and just killing little kitties and birdies and things like and then the consecrated ground thing again right like he wasn't able to penetrate the church but again the surrounding area sort of the boundaries of that property should also have been a hindrance, and that didn't seem to affect him at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bob's really trying to stress, like, these are big, de- not just like Harry's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Bob's like, no, that's 
fucking impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. This is all outside the rules that, you know, we know and have. So just Either for run. whatever reason, the threshold doesn't affect him, or he has so many, much power, power that the threshold doesn't affect him. Yeah, exactly. And either way, you're screwed. Yeah. So get the fuck yeah, out. I think and you've already mentioned that thresholds in this book are super important. Like, this mm-hmm. is the the second time it's being mentioned. And the first time was... was um, Harry himself, who was talking about the thresholds. Yeah, trying to yeah. get into Which Malone's. It's kind of a surprise. Like, just I know, it, I know, for for writing purposes, this is to emphasize, but by mm-hmm. by Bob bringing it back up, but he, it's almost like he's forgotten about the threshold aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a little more exposition than what Harry would need. But for our, which I guess is kind of why he's couching it a little bit and trying to just be like the emphasis of it. It's like the readers know, yeah, for the character benefit. Yeah, but to make it a little bit more, why he would be reiterating it to Harry, who knows, just trying to stress the importance of it, I guess, in this case, and be like, hey, I know you know this, but like you're missing sort of what it means in this case or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? But yeah, and it's something that comes up virtually every book. Like we first had it in Stormfront. Um, with the Toad Demon and stuff like that specifically, and then I'm pretty sure Thresholds came up in Full Moon, and then Thresholds come up again in Great Lake. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal in his world, and then Dresden makes a point on several occasions when he has to interact with people and, and their homes and things like that about him, you know. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the um, um, founding basis in this world. Yeah. Well, and Bob Cornerstone. asks him to leave this one alone and, and almost... Just refuses to talk about it. Yeah, he's like, like nope, we can't. Doesn't Harry. want it. Yeah, he's, he's afraid he's going to give Harry just enough rope to hang himself, kind of a thing. And he doesn't want to, you know. He's like, nope, just walk away. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not going to let you go any further into this because you're just going to get yourself in more trouble. Because I don't know how to fix it. So, and Harry's not having any of it. Yeah, you know, which is I really like the way the the, the rest of this chapter is handled because he like. The give and take between yeah how he how he sort of teases Bob yeah and and it's a really nice way of of reviewing facts for your readers as well yeah so it's a really good way of working in that exposition that we need without exactly like you say being like why is he telling like they know all this stuff yeah. but exactly because Bob is being so stubborn and and not that Harry's just like okay fine we're just gonna start from the beginning and two plus two is you know he's like you won't help me with my geometry let's just go back to the beginning right he's like so two plus two is four and four plus four is eight and then Bob's like oh my god no it's <laughs> um so yeah so basically he's trying to be like Harry you gotta know when you know too much and Harry's not having any of it so he's like okay let's start at the beginning go Remy let's go god you could have saved Harry so much trouble if you just hadn't broken Bob like a decade of trouble. <laughs> if just he, shut the fuck up If now. he hadn't broken Bob? He hadn't broken. If Bob hadn't broken here. What, because he just would have died? No. <laughs> like, like, if, like, Harry, he just, like, refused and Harry wasn't able to do it. And then, like, he would have lived a nice, quiet life. <laughs> <laughs> well, only if he'd listened to actually pack up and move to another country and, and quit this whole magic detective thing. Because otherwise, he would have just been dead. So either way, things... Yeah, we all die eventually. It would would have resolved the situation, but I don't know about people. Um, But yeah, he can't resist the puzzle and the, right? So Harry just keeps laying out pieces and keeps throwing out theories and Bob, much like me, he just can't help but jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I've recently, because I've been giving more credence to the whole like ADD thing. Because I was diagnosed as an adult, and I was like, oh, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not a little kid anymore, because I didn't know a shit ton about it when I was diagnosed, like, 15 or 20 years ago, or whatever it was, probably, like, 15-ish or something. I don't know. But since then, I've been, you know, or, like, especially in the last bit, you know, with this whole COVID and, and, and work and not work and this and that, I'm like, well, maybe I should, like... As my co-host will attest, I struggle sometimes to get things done and done on time. And, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes it shows in the editing room. <laughs> sometimes it shows in the editing room. Um, but, yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> but, I, anyways, I had an appointment, um, a checkup the other day or whatever. And we were going over and I was saying, I was like, actually, I think maybe I should start looking in. Because I did briefly try some meds, but they didn't really... They weren't very conducive to things at the time that I tried them and for what I needed or whatever, right? So I was like, maybe I should go back and, right? So she gave me one of those little, like, um, questionnaires. And it was like, the things, like, on it were like, um, you know, it's like, do you ever interrupt people? Do you ever try and finish people's sentences for them? Do you, you 
called out everything huh. that Tanzan reminds me of before every episode of recording to be like, let your co-host talk. Let your co-host finish their sentences. Let them find the word they're looking for. But it was like so many of these things that I was just like, yep, 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 yep. And it gives you like that five point scale of like rare to like sometimes or often or very often. And it's like, you know, eight out of 10 or like, very often and two are like often <laughs> you know I was like there there wasn't that much that was like anywhere on the lower and definitely I don't think anything past the middle point I'm not sure if I had anything on like the rare end of whatever the other question but yeah it was just really funny it was just like completely it was like oh yeah I do still do that a lot but see this is what I mean I never knew that was attributed to like an ADD thing per se right I thought that was just and our dear listeners head. you will actually find out if Maggie gets uh, medicated for <laughs> Once we ever one get of these finish. My, one of these episodes, she just won't seem so insufferable. <laughs> oh, good for her! <laughs> I'm so happy for her. Jeez, the flow of that episode was so different. <laughs> and for the worst, right, listeners? There's epi- something about episode 482 that I just finally understood. <laughs> it might take a little while. She, she did talk about some, like, you know... Um, the podcast really found its voice then. Not <laughs> We're wrapping up on the last episode. <laughs> All right, I think we finally got there, guys. That's okay. <laughs> There's more series to go. Hell, Butcher himself has, like, at least two more series to go, <laughs> let alone. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they might try the non-pharmacological approach first. <laughs> Hypnosis? But uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Shock just, therapy? Just, just <laughs> kill you? I'll get a cattle I, prod. I, yeah. I, think the, I think the docs are trying to give me therapy is the one in for a shock, okay? So. <laughs> That's good. Uh, There's no sense of accomplishment like leaving therapy with the doctor crying. (laughs) I won this round. (laughs) Better like next time, bitch. (laughs) Okay. Free flow rambling. Oh, yeah. I was like, what was the point of any of that? (laughs) It had to do with Bob not being able to resist and how that's like me. Okay. And how maybe one day that will change. Brought it back. But maybe one day. Um, so yeah, so eventually he manages to basically trick, coerce, trap Bob into leaking some more information and, and organizing his thoughts a little more and putting him on the right path. And eventually Bob sort of realizes and gives in. Yeah, well this is where he gets all, yeah, he's like, fuck, because he's like, don't you ever give up? And Harry's like, never. Just kind of funny, because I mean, honestly he doesn't, but at least he's human enough that every book he like says he wants to three or four times. <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to curl up in a corner and cry. I just wanted to hop on a train and leave town. I just wanted to go off with Susan and pretend none of this existed. Yeah. But I can't. Makes him re- relatable that I way. Does, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, really? He doesn't. I'm like, he would be pretty insufferable just... if he didn't have those moments of Oh, goodness. well, for yeah. sure. But yeah, exactly. It's just the fact that he's like, I don't. He's like, I really, 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 really want to a lot. But no, I don't actually ever give up. So then, so yeah, so then Bob's like, fine, well, I might as well try to help you and Hopefully you'll end up less dead than you might otherwise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like, Bob looked at me again and then, okay, because he's talking still. He's like, they've been stirring up the never-never, uh, making it easier for things to cross over, something big, blah, blah, blah. It's getting stronger. Bob looked at me again and then saw, all right, he said, gods, do you ever give up, Harry? Never. And I might as well help you. You don't know what you're dealing with here. And if you walk into this with your eyes closed, you're going to be dead before the sun rises. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 15 Dresden and Bob discuss the possibilities of the nightmare. 
So this happened earlier on when he went to um, Malone's and Murphy's like, what was that? And Harry's like, I've been calling it the nightmare. And it's like, Mortimer's been calling it the nightmare. I know. <laughs> like, so, like, just name it that like a chapter ago when you went to So I love how it's like, now it's just like, the nightmare, the nightmare, the nightmare. It's like, bro. Dresden is exactly like Jessica. <laughs> Mort was not there to lay claim to his ideas, so Harry just appropriated it for his own. <laughs> if I can get away with plagiarism, I will. I've been calling it the nightmare. I've been calling it for that for exactly four hours. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I picked up on that, too. I was like, well, but okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, Dresden calls Bob dramatic for saying he'll be dead, but Bob is serious. It reminds Dresden it crossed a threshold and performed powerful magic. All right, so they start trying to figure out what can go over a threshold and still have enough power to do some crazy hardcore power. And so Bob first starts suggesting some gods and uh, Hecate, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. as we've already met in Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, Hecate, Callie. Uh, Callie, one of the old ones. A couple of different options there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, Harry dismisses that as not being consistent with behavior yeah so it's like if 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 they were as strong as one of those they wouldn't have had to stop at like beating up cars and rose bushes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that if it really was like one of these older gods so if they had the power to go through a threshold they would have had the power to go like all the way through and they could have just blown up the whole thing they you know they could have blasted into the church and wreaked havoc and so yeah so he's like i don't think they're actually quite that powerful well, and Dresden also refutes, refutes it, saying that guardian spells would have alerted the gatekeeper and the council. Yes. So this is a little interesting uh, moment there of, of world building. That the, the, the yeah, yeah. A, a little hint, throw away. teaser. It's, yeah, throw away at something else that we don't know about, but obviously has more significant meaning in this world of wizards and supernatural and stuff like that. That, yeah, again, there's something set up in our world, supposedly, that if you know, gods decide to come back knocking on the door and raising trouble that somebody's actually keeping an eye out for some of that kind of shit. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe. So we're stronger than an average ghost and weaker than an average god, but we're somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. So yeah, so then he's like, okay, so it's like gods or, or ghosts, or not gods, it's not gods, it's ghosts, and, and Bob's still like, ghosts can't do that. Like, right? So he's like, um... So then they suggest that maybe if it had an invitation, then they don't need to worry about the threshold angle at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then Bob's like, oh, he's like, and how would he have gotten that? Ding dong, hello, soul eating demon. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> or was it soul eater home delivery? Yeah. They, so they consider possession, possession. For, for Lydia. So then, yeah. So which then, is not likely with the talisman. Which is not likely with the talisman, which see people once again join our Discord because this question came up not long ago on Discord and we're like, is it ever mentioned again? And we're like, mm, not really but there you go here it is that it's unlikely that Lydia could have been possessed and gained entry to the Malone's that way because she had the dead man's talisman so maybe if it's possible enough to blow by a threshold it could also blow by his talisman but that gives you a little bit more of what the purpose of that because he doesn't really tell us much about it when he gives it to her other than he's just had it because of all this ghostly activity and stuff like that he wishes you know in some cases but um yeah so that seems, again, something else that should have been protecting her and keeping her so... Right. And then even if she had been possessed and invited into the home, that still doesn't explain the tiny animals outside. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. So Har- Harry's got a feeling, and Bob's like, you said that before. You always get a feeling that he's like... And then we start once again on the throwbacks to Harry's history with Bob's and his feel. I love how we get these, like, when we go down with Bob, like, the potions that, you know, the weight loss potions or the hair, when he's trying to grow a beard and he went bald instead or something or became super hairy. And here he's talking about, like, the smart dynamite for that demolition. He's like, I didn't think your eyebrows would ever, you'd get the mud out of your eyebrows or whatever. And and the flying broom. Okay, 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 Bob. (laughs) I just love these little inside peeks. I hate people who knew you in your childhood. Right. (laughs) I remember when you couldn't say the word popsicle. Oh my god, it was so cute. Yeah, exactly. So Bob also suggests, no, Harry suggests that it could be smoke and mirrors and that there's actually not really this hardcore power going on and like it's just simply, you know, illusions or otherwise... Just random things thrown out to... Yeah, it, it is something within make the it rules, seem, you know? but they've got... Yeah. 
for whatever reason, it looks like it's a lot, but it's really all just being faked, you know? Maybe we're dealing with like a, an elaborate hoax sort of an idea, you know? Someone trying to make themselves meet, seem more powerful than they are. Well, yeah, or right. again, you know, not just the one entity, but like, yeah, two or three things working together oh, yeah, to make like it seem like one Someone's paying big... off multiple people to make it seem yeah, like one thing. Yeah, it's not a seven foot tall monster, it's, you know. Eight monsters in a trench coat. Yeah, and they're all <laughs> little tiny trolls in one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was going with. But I was going to pick eight monsters in the trench coat, but the trench coat was going to figure into that enough. All right. So, yeah, exactly, right? Um, so he's like, either way, you know, I figure that that Lydia must know more about this just because she keeps popping up into all of this, right? And then, <laughs> and then typical Bob, he's like, oh gee, a woman took advantage of Captain Sugar. It's like, wow, what are the odds? He's like, shut up. <laughs> But he's like, um... Then you get your weird... Oh, yes, you're forgetting the third possibility, Bob said amiably. 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 <laughs> Bob said amiably. Amiably. How do you say that? Amiably. Yeah, you did. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> See, it's something that neither of us understand, and you're sailing off in, in ignorance to plunge into the mouth of Charybdis. Or Charybdis. Charybdis Char- 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 is how Marster Charbidus. says it, and yeah. I had not previously looked it up to this. Yeah, like, they, he says Hecate, too, and I know that one's <laughs> yeah, Hecate. Right. Marster's has a bad track record. Some t- yeah, he gets better as he goes along, but these first few, there was a lot of mispronunciations, I think, yeah. For, Sorry, those, of you, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Charybdis is a sea monster in Greek mythology, and it is, if you look up pictures, which I did, is very ugly. And worm-like with tentacles. He's, he's kind of got like a uh, sandworm thing from Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's like the dune worm, which is the same thing. Or the dune worm. Mm-hmm. That's where your your Alibaba. So we've got more Greek Jar Jar Binks. What did yeah. you call him? What? Your Jar Jar Binks. The Benny Jesuit? Yeah, that's the one. Benny <laughs> Jesuit. Those are the humans. dune ones. Oh, those are humans? Oh, kind that's of. something else? Okay, my bad. Something else. You just mentioned it earlier, so I thought yeah. this was your dune connection with this guy. No. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, big yucky monster playing into the jaws, and um, which a picture will be posted on our Patreon. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Looking for more Patreons members? Consider signing up. Yeah, lots of bonuses. We're poor and need to afford therapy. Also, <laughs> we have a store now. <laughs> yes, and we will post some pictures. We have some mugs and some sweatshirts, and they look awesome. Jessica is fashioning them today so we will be sure to have that up um yeah super cool very exciting hopefully i've got the bugs out of the the store (laughs) hopefully if not let us know on the discord or some such um also yeah tell like your friends and family and get more people interested this is an awesome series so we love that we've got as many fans as we do so far it's exciting when people pop up and are like hey i've been listening and but yeah, by all means, feel free to harass your friends and get a few more people listening. Too. Yeah, my coworkers are tired of hearing me talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we need some fresh blood. So we've already tapped like most of our sources. So <laughs> please. Um, but yeah. So Harry plans to use the dead man's talisman in a locator spell for. Yeah, he's gonna do a little reverse track spell on it, basically, because he's like, "Well, I made it. I know what's in it. I know about it. I can set up a link, and so as long as she's still got it, then I can still." Um, but yeah, and then Bob's all like, well, what if she dumped it? Like, what if she is in league with the thing? And Harry's like, that's where you come in. Plan B. <laughs> and Bob's like, me? <laughs> Actually, this is like D or E or something, because we went through A, B, and C working on the demon theory. So now we're like, ah. um, but yeah, so he wants Bob to go out and hit up his contacts and find some more. And I just had this flash this time around, listening it with, you know, more of an ear of picking up details and things. And I'm like, so how exactly? So um, so he's like, hey, it's daylight. Like, I'm a spirit. I can't just go wandering around in the daylight. That's going to do bad things to me. And he's like, no problem. Take Mr. Mr. likes it. He gets some exercises. He gets to see new places. So is this like, <laughs> like, just picture like, you know, like Mr. walking up to somebody like, you know, in like a doorway or something and then being like, hey. So, <laughs> I'm like, is this like a men in black thing where it's like, he's got other, you know, like, is this just a supernatural contacts or whatever? He's just going to find other, like, you know, spirits or fae or things that are out and about. But I just also have sort of this picture of something, like this random cat, this talking cat all of a sudden showing up and trying to, like, get him. No one will ever believe you. I, right. right? 
No, I always took it. He's only got supernatural contacts. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. And still, I just suddenly got this really funny picture of, like, Mr. going around talking to people. (laughs) Can Bob talk through Mr.? Like, the nature spirit can? that's it, right? Can he make human words come out of the vocal cords? I mean, he can make them come out of a skull, so. That's true. He does project a voice out of the skull without, but the skull is meant to be, like, a... Embodiment. Although, really, I mean, we did see in the in one of the graphic novels, the the last graphic novel, Ghoul Goblin. Yeah, that um, the nature spirit used used that, yeah, that she cat. Took the cat. Yeah, yeah. And before she dumped it in talk. the forest. To... Oh no, that's <laughs> right. The cat lived happily ever after. <laughs> the cat lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I mean, do cats theoretically have enough of the right vocal cords to? Because like, Bob's manipulating them. I mean, the only reason cats don't talk to us is because they don't they can mimic very well right i mean there's all those videos videos. out there of dogs and cats saying like i love you and you know so i'm sure i'm sure that bob could make the cat talk great video of Mm -hmm. a cat that's got caught barking out a window Ah. and it actually is like it sounds like a dog until you see it in the the, the window, the window. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and then the cat turns around and starts meowing instead when it realizes it's busted. <laughs> That's funny. It's like all those those dogs you see climbing in the cat trees. Is this like a cat that was like raised around dogs that like barks yeah. a lot or something? <laughs> anyway, so the point is, is that I feel like if Bob is just talking supernatural contacts, it doesn't matter how he communicates. Communication no, it just happen. Okay, it just was, it just was a funny, happy. Idea of me just only thinking of this cat going around and suddenly talking to people. Right. Like, Holy shit, what the fuck is this? Hey, hey, are you Lydia? It's like, fuck! <laughs> right? It's like, hey, this Lydia is a nice shot a heart you have across the church. Have you. <laughs> Did you see anything last night? Um, so, yeah, so again, his standard negotiation with Bob about don't go out and be a pervert. Because <laughs> apparently it took him a couple of times to figure this out, but. The last few books, when we've seen him do this, he always gives Bob the standard disclaimer of you are allowed to leave the school for the purpose of this mission only and no getting sidetracked with. <laughs> like, it takes him a bit, but he starts learning that he has to do very, very specific, <laughs> very specific. parameters to... No orgies. No orgies, no influencing people, mm, no sneaking boring. into locker rooms or college dorms or... Yeah, exactly. So he's all like, fine. So yeah, so Bob agrees to go find out what he can about this while Harry goes and does his thing, and up they go, and he all zoomy little campfire sparks, and up the ladder, and over into Mister. Yeah. This concludes our episode 8.7, yada yada. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are a free flow rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs>